Dear Taylor, I have a bunch of big news, but I'd like to start by saying I hate the sound of my voice. I've been trying so hard to sound not monotone. I've been trying so hard to not sound like I'm reading a child a story before bed, but that is apparently the sound of my voice. I also fail to enunciate a lot. I, I string my words together when I start talking really fast, and then if I talk really slow, I just feel like I sound like a robot. So I'm working on the way that I say things, and if you're listening, I appreciate that you are still tolerating this sing-song lullaby go-to-bed voice I have. So stuff has been happening. There is so much stuff to talk about. I am sitting in my new soon-to-be office. I think office is the appropriate word. I plan on putting a lot of yarn and plants in it and my desk is gonna be in it. So I think the definition is office and it's really cool. We kept looking at houses after I had posted the last Dear Taylor episode. It was like every single time we looked at one, someone else would put in an offer and they would accept it. And, you know, we'd miss our opportunity. I just wasn't moving fast enough, which was insane because I was checking the realty websites every morning. Sometimes I would check it three or four times while I was at work just to see if anything had come up. I was going and calling the realtor to set up an appointment an hour after houses went on the market and I was still missing my opportunity. I would go see a house within the first three days it was on the market and I was still not in there fast enough. It was insane, really weird. But I guess that's just what's happening in the housing market right now. So anyways, I was texting my boyfriend one morning about something and he was like, I know you're going to be upset, but I think that you should check the Realty website. And the reason why he said that is because I kind of told him I wanted him to sort of get off my back because this is going to be my house and I wanted it to feel like it was my house. And I told him that I just needed for him to not be so helpful because sometimes he can get so helpful and he doesn't realize that like I want to do something on my own which I know is like the stupidest complaint you can ever have about a person. They're too helpful. <laughs> Anyways, um, and I was on my way to work, which like every morning as soon as I get to work, I always check. So I would have seen it anyways, but I didn't get mad this time. And I feel like that shows how much I've been growing lately. There was this house that went up like hours or like an hour beforehand or something. I don't remember. Well, I contacted the realtor. She was out of town with a family thing she had going on and she said, go ahead and go look at the house without me. Don't worry about it. Blah, blah, blah. So we contacted a different realtor, set up an appointment with her and I'm now in this house. I love this house. I think there's only been like two, maybe three owners since this house was built and it was built in like 1915. It's a family home. Everything has just been so thought out, so cared for. There's been very little change. There's been like no additions put on. The foundation is super solid and I can't say enough good things about this house. It it still has like the original wallpaper. I'm pretty sure this is the original wallpaper. It's insane. But it also needed like cleaning, like regular cleaning. I had to take down all of the curtains 
and wash all those they were covered with like years of dust things like that so that is what i've been doing this weekend it's been me the girls my boyfriend and my dad have just been cleaning this house like psychos top to bottom i've been a psycho i shouldn't say like psychos everyone else has been perfectly normal i've been crazy but it's just about finished there's a pipe leaking in the basement there's a spot where water is coming in when it's like a torrential downpour and a few other things that i need to do but i am officially a homeowner and it's so weird because my whole life has been this series of checklists of things that i'm supposed to be doing to prove that i am well-rounded good productive part of society person you know like i'm not broken look at me i can do these things it was finish high school and it's like well what do you do after high school you go to college what do you do after college well you get a job and you get married and then like you know of course the first marriage falls apart because you only did it to get married because that was part of your checklist that's a whole other topic we don't need to get into but um this was the last one to prove that i am a productive successful person it's not the last thing on my checklist i have my own personal things on my checklist that i want to accomplish for me but this is the last one on the prove that i am a human checklist i don't know what else to call it so it's done and i have it and now i have all these other things that i have to take care of in order to upkeep and maintain it it is stressful but it's exciting this thing has been happening all weekend it's a finished basement and a two-story house so there's two flights of stairs and i swear i have spent so much time just running up and down stairs because everyone wants to show me something or talk to me about something that i already know more times than not because I already heard it from someone the last time that I was on that floor of the house. Buying a home is a workout. That is the thing that I've learned. It's a workout. But I had this really surreal moment yesterday. I got really antsy because it was just like torrential downpour all day. So I took the paint. I'd bought a little quart container of this like antique white glossy paint to put another coat on the banister because they had touched up the banister with flat paint. So like when you run your hand up it, it was like three or four different textures and it was the most annoying thing. So I bought this paint to touch it up and I touched it up. Well, in my antsiness yesterday, because I couldn't do anything because of the rain, I decided to pull out all of the drawers and shelving in the kitchen and paint all of that. So my older daughter and I were in the kitchen and my younger daughter was support team. She was helping. And my older daughter was like, standing on the counter getting the top shelves and painting those and everything and i was on the ground doing like the bottom cabinets and it was this surreal moment for me because all of these years i have just been pushing and working and saving and trying and fighting and just exhausting myself to get to this point where her and i can just spend an afternoon painting kitchen cabinets that are ours and just putting together a home that she and I pushed for. I don't know if you guys have seen Gilmore Girls, but if you have not, you should watch it because we benched on it a couple years ago and it's pretty synonymous with our lives and it was just it was just such a surreal moment. I can't keep I got to learn how to say something else at some point, but I don't know how else to describe it, just to be there with her, just to be at that point with her where that was the focus of our lives. We weren't 
worried about anything. Not that, you know, I've ever let her worry about our means of life or anything, but I did struggle to get to where I am. It just feels... I can't explain how it feels. I don't think that there's words. I dreamed of the last four days of my life since I got those keys. I do not have to answer to anyone. I do not have to be afraid of anyone. I feel like my life is mine and I know that it's stupid. Like I bought a house. Wow. But it was the last thing on the checklist and now the checklist is complete and I don't feel like I have to prove anything to anyone. I realized yesterday, and I think it should have bothered me more, but maybe it doesn't because I'm riding the high of buying a house. So, an also uncanny thing about this whole thing is that I bought the house on Friday and my birthday was on Sunday. And I realized that my last best friend that I had through everything didn't wish me a happy birthday. And I know that it should bother me more than it does, like it does to a point. But I've been so busy with the house that I just, I don't have room in my brain to worry about her, which is great. You know, I've been so distracted from that rant that I had in my last episode about being alone, not having any friends. I haven't had time to think about it because I've been doing this. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't think that I've stopped to feel about it. I just kind of wanted to point it out that I noticed it. Last weekend, before I got the house, I did a, it wasn't like a craft show. It was county-wide yard sailing craft fair expo thing. I don't know how to describe what it is, but it's just a really big event and there's lots of food vendors and crafting people and antiquing and stuff like that goes on. It's supposed to be two weekends, but I skipped this last weekend because I was buying a house. But I did go the weekend before and set up, had my yarns and all my knitted things, and I sold two skeins of hand-dyed yarn, which seems really dumb because I was out there all weekend and that was all I sold. However, it was the first time that I sold yarn that I dyed, which was pretty freaking rewarding and totally worth sitting out in the rain all day Saturday and then only setting up for like a couple hours on Sunday because everybody got bored and left. So that was cool and I know it should have been discouraging but it wasn't. Every time I work a craft vendor expo show exhibit event thing I always have fun doing it. I know that I'm spending more money than I'm making and I know that in other people's worlds it's like this total waste of time and why am I even bothering but I get to go show a bunch of people what I like to do in my spare time. Not spare time, but you know, my thing that I do for myself. I get to show everyone this passion project that I have and I get to talk to people and I get to be social. Sometimes it's outside, so I get to sit out in the sunshine and I just really, really like it. So I'm going to do it some more. My boyfriend's been really, really supportive. I know that there's like some seasonal things. Oh, my foot fell asleep. Hold on. Oh my god, it's all tingly. I know that there's some seasonal things that are coming up that I think will be more beneficial for me, like Christmassy, because yarn and knitted things are much more Christmassy. I'm just, I'm kind of worried because the area that I live in is much more quilt territory. I know that probably sounds so stupid, but there's so many like quilters in the area, and I don't know very many people that knit. I've been trying to socialize more and meet more people. But I have a house. 
now that I have a house, I'm very, very busy. It's also right down the street from my younger daughter's grade school, so she will be walking home for the first time today. And I'm really excited about that. I really love just being home and waiting for her to get here. The girls have been so good about helping get the house ready. It's amazing. They're both so excited to get in here. I'm excited to get in here. My boyfriend's parents and his sister and his sister's husband are coming to town next weekend, this coming weekend. They're going to help move stuff. We're going to move like little boxes and things this week so that all that will be left to move will be like big furniture this weekend. I have a house, you guys. Three and a half years ago, I was getting stupid drunk and getting hate messages from people that I thought were my friends. Weeks before that, I was suicidal. I was blacking out all the time. And now here I am. I sometimes wonder if I would have gotten that extreme had it not been needing to be so collected when I had my kids. Because when I had my kids, I did not drink. I did not act out. I have always been super mom. Did no wrong. Always went above and beyond mom. I've always been that mom. But whenever they weren't around three and a half years ago, I was no one. I'm noticing that that is the thing that is coming back to bite me in the butt. Probably because I've been super mom since I was 17 and I never got to figure out who I was. And now I have this house. I've done all the things to prove that I can be super mom successfully and I still have to figure out who I am so that I can, I don't know, be comfortable in a couple weeks when I have to go to that wedding that I am apparently going to that I am still absolutely dreading. We have not seen his friends since I met them. Apparently that's totally normal for all of them because they all live really far apart. <sighs> I don't know, you guys. I wish I could bring you guys with me. Do you have a stitch hotline that I can text when I'm at the reception? <laughs> so I have someone to talk to. If anyone would like to text the stitch phone number on the like 22nd and 23rd of this month, I will be in a state of constant anxiety, so you should do that. That is the ultimate time to reach out to me. I am having a heck of a time. <sighs> I know that there's people listening. I see my stats. I know that you're there. Um, I feel like for every one email I get, I'm sending out two, which is frustrating. I don't want to complain about how the podcast is going though. I'm going to learn how to not do that anymore. That's my next step. I started editing again. I know a while back I said I was done editing. I started doing it again because I started forgetting what I was talking about in each episode. So I had to like re-listen because my brain, my memory, you guys, trauma affects your memory so bad. It really does. It's insane. I really want to know what you think of the last episode that I put out about being the adult child of a narcissist. It felt like a really great direction to go in to discuss things in that sort of structure. I think that it sort of bridges a gap between the formal psychological world and what we're actually experiencing because anyone can read a textbook about the things we're dealing with but to read about it and to live it are two totally different things 
I know I've talked about them before, but Med Circle is doing this really amazing thing this month where they're getting their doctors to come on and talk about their own personal experiences and the struggles that they're having. And I think that that's really a profound thing that they're doing because it's humanizing professionals. I feel like the world of mental health has always been sort of behind this barrier, behind this wall. Doctors are telling us how to be normal because they're normal, but they're not. They're just like us. They just are, I don't know, more well-read, I guess. And I think that that's something that should be discussed more because no one becomes a psychologist or a therapist or anything like that without having some sort of awareness when it comes to what's actually going on. I sometimes wish that like I had gone to school for psychology. My associates is minoring in psychology. My bachelor's does not have anything. Even though I kept taking psychology classes, I decided to get a BFA in painting. And with BFAs, you can't minor in something outside of like your field. So my degree doesn't have anything for psychology. Sometimes I think that, you know, I should have gone into something in the mental health field, but I didn't. It just, it wasn't part of my life path. And I'm, I'm glad I didn't. And I'm glad that I still kind of work in the mental health field because I have the freedom to deal with myself and to really focus on raising my kids and breaking my own cycles. And I'm not working until some ungodly hour. Please excuse the background noise. I'm going to soundproof this bitch. I swear to God, as soon as I get furniture in here and everything, I have plans. I swear. I don't think that I've actually talked about what I do, but I work in this data entry place where I do transcription. I do doctor's reports that are mostly dealing with psychiatric units. Um, sometimes I do some medical things, but they're always in psychiatric units. So I do a lot of notes for doctors and social workers. I know that they're putting in these notes at the end of their workday and sometimes they're at like six or seven o'clock at night. And it's just like, you know, those people have long days every day and they're working their butt off. And I bet it's so freaking hard. And I know, I don't know, man, just we should respect those people. I know that we don't want to. I remember when I was younger and I hadn't gotten to the point where I'm at now. I hated my psychiatrist and sometimes I think about going back and apologizing to her because I know that I suck. I know I was like the worst teenager, but I was going through so much crap. So circling back, I did the craft show and it was awesome. My older daughter, I think, is doing better. I think. I really don't know. I've been so distracted with the house and I just keep hoping that maybe it'll just make everything better. Having a house will just make everything better. I need someone to help me decorate. <laughs> so bad. That is where the lack of friends is showing right now. I need someone to help me pick paint colors. I need someone to tell me where they think furniture should go. I need someone to tell me to stop being such a freak and chill out and just take everything one thing at a time. Hmm. How was your experience when you bought a house? Or have you not done that yet? Is that one of the things that is a goal for you? I know that in, in some places, like no one buys a house. Like they just rent apartments forever, right? I know that there, there are people around here that just rent forever. You know, they're in their 60s or 70s and they've just always rented. I feel super fortunate right now. And I know that there might be some people listening that think that they're never going to get to the point where they could buy a house. Don't worry about it right now just work towards the goal that you can achieve right now. You know, my first goal after my daughter was born 
was finishing high school. And then I knew I wanted to further my education. So I had to get a job. I had to save up money. I saved up and that was the goal and I did the thing. Just make a right now goal and work towards that and then make another make your next goal and just work towards it. That was how I was with my sobriety too. I worked towards the next goal. And now I have the house. Now I have to prepare the house to get the things put in it. And then once all my things are in it, I will have a major panic attack about going to that damn wedding. I think I'm just nervous because like he's going to be a groomsman. So he has to go to rehearsal. I am not allowed to be in rehearsal because of COVID. Only the wedding party is allowed at rehearsal. I don't understand, but that is the rule that the vendor made. I'm not allowed, so I will be sitting by myself in a hotel room until he gets back from that. And then, um, you know, he has to go get pictures done because, you know, there's going to be wedding party pictures and all of his friends that I met are in the wedding party. Their partners are not, um, except for obviously the bride. You know, I, I, I met the bride and groom so there's like these two other partners of, of groomsmen that I met as well, but I don't feel like they're necessarily gonna, you know, stick their necks out for me at all. I, I have this innate fear that they have table plans for this wedding and everyone is going to sit at a certain seat and they have sat me somewhere far away from everyone. I know that that is the stupidest fear. I am just horrified that I made a bad impression and am going to be stranded in a sea of people that I don't know, that don't give a shit about my existence. And I'm scared and I'm worried, but I know I have to do this. I know I have to do this to try to overcome that. And I have to learn how to be around these people because they are his friends. And if I want to be in a relationship with him, which I absolutely do, he's been amazing. I have to work on this. It is a give and take thing to be in a relationship and He's been very supportive and very understanding about everything, even though he does not know anything about my past. And I should do this for him. So I'm going to do this for him. I'm probably going to cry a lot, but I'm going to do it. So that's where I'm going to leave things for now. And I have a few ideas for some more structured episodes. Let me know if you like the structured episodes with the themes, the topics. If you like the topic episodes, I'll keep doing them. I think that it's unique because it's a unique perspective. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a professional. So let me know what you think of those. I'm on all the things now, I think. I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Yeah. Save the stitch number in your phone in case you feel like you need me. Send me an email. Send me 10 emails (laughs) and let me know what you think. I was thinking about putting these on YouTube because I've been following a lot of YouTubers and I really want like a comment section really bad so that I can get feedback on the episodes. So what do you think? Do you think YouTube would be a good outlet for this? Do you think I can do that? I am now on all the platforms. By the way, if you're listening to this via the iTunes, I know I have one Apple subscriber. Please give me a rating and review I think there's reviews on Apple. I don't I don't know. And let me know what you think. Just tell me what you think. Tell me how your day's been. How are you liking the fall? Where are you with the whole vax mandate? That is such like the thing everyone's discussing right now. Oh my god. It's everywhere. It's insane. And it's so crazy, like the censorship on Facebook and all that. Like I feel like we're living in some dystopian society 
where you have a personal account and you can't post what you want on it or you're seeing your friends post what they want and then it just vanishes that whole thing what a world to live in it's really surreal because i listen to duncan trussell family hour which if you don't listen to duncan trussell who are you really (laughs) um and i've been listening to him for a while but i started as far back as spotify had his episodes so i'm in 2014 right now i've been listening to it for a while uh, about a year and a half i think and i think i started in like 2007 2006 2007 i'm in 2014 so i'm not up to the current episodes but i listened to the episodes with the walk on wall street listening to the episodes and them talking about worldly events back then like things that I remember happening hearing them talk about it now and comparing what was happening then to what's happening now is this whole thing and you should do that because it's so weird how they were talking like we're coming up on some other kind of age like they kept talking about it and how things are changing it seems like the world is ending everything's shifting censorship and corruption and politics and world events and wars and bombings and buildings and this that and the other and it's like it's still in this influx or isn't it are we past it it feels like it's still happening i don't know but go listen to an old episode of a podcast or like two old episodes of some podcast from a long time ago and it's a head trip and you should do it because it just is a whole thing preferably Duncan Trussell because he's awesome. Well, I was going to end this like six minutes ago, so I guess I will now. I really hope you're doing okay. I hope that you overcome something today, even if it's something really small. If you feel like something comes up, the next hardship that comes up, I want you to just take three deep breaths and just pretend that I'm there cheering you on because I am because I feel like you guys are cheering me on just by listening to this and I appreciate you so much. I appreciate the time you take out for me and I hope that you remember to take out time for yourself because you deserve it. You deserve every bit of it. You deserve so much more than where you're at in life right now. So take some breaths and just take one small step. Do something today that scares you. Face some fear and pull yourself through it. Because even if it's the tiniest little step, it's still progress. You're still doing something. And I have so much faith that you can do it. I have all the faith in the world in you. Get a hold of me soon. I love you. Take care. Today's Frank Watkinson song is called Emily. He's on YouTube if you want to check him out. If you get tired of hearing his music, you are free to send me whatever you would like me to put on the end of these episodes. I'd love to hear something you've written. (laughs) Take care. She stands upon the golden sand Looking out towards the sea And wonders what the future has planned for Emily She walks across the lonely beach Staring at the setting sun Just like my dreams, it's always out of reach Thinks Emily Emily